powerful content podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 19 of the Powerful Content Podcast. We have got such a juicy episode for you today about doing business your way, which is a topic I know that you will love as much as I do. So Christy Robinson, small business coach, founder and podcast host, is joining me to talk things business growth today. So Christy is a lover of podcasts, personality tests, (laughs) and pounding pavements with her dog, Chia. Through her coaching programs and the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast, which is an awesome podcast, by the way, Christy helps small business owners wade through the messy middle to create a sustainable business they genuinely love, which I love so much. Oh my goodness me. Christy is a mom of two, a wife and founder of two businesses. She knows firsthand the entrepreneurship roller coaster, doing all the things and working all the hours with too much overwhelm and too little fulfillment. She believes who you are as a person and a business owner are interlinked. Her conversations and strategies help her clients and her audience take their business to the next level without the hustle and burnout. With more than two decades of experience spanning business ownership, operations, coaching, and state-level leadership in her toolkit, Christy helps her clients identify their version of success set meaningful goals that align with their vision and ultimately grow the business their way with confidence. Welcome so much to the podcast, Christy. It's so amazing to have you here. Thank you so much, Mel, for having me. My goodness, I am so excited to be here with you and your listeners today. I appreciate it. Awesome. So let's just talk a little bit about you first, Christy, because I feel as though your story um, really lends itself to what we're going to talk about today, which is about the business growth. So can you just let my listeners know the 10 point version of um, what you're all about and what your journey has been to date? 10 dot point. Oh my goodness. I'll do my best. Okay. So for me, my journey started over a decade ago in 2010, at the beginning of 2010, I'd been in corporate for 10 years working for blue chip organizations. And I just reached this point where I just knew it wasn't for me. And I knew that there was something more. Mm. And so I handed in my resignation at an investment bank, one of Australia's most well-known investment banks, handed that in and started my journey into small business. And so we, my husband supported me on the weekends and I built the business during the week. And we had this vision to have this provador in Sydney, Neutral Bay, where we were selling beautiful artisan Australian products. Think boutique wines, chocolate, 
olive oil, all the things, right? And so this came, it was so good. And then it came from this place where we'd traveled to over 50 countries in the decade prior. And everywhere you go, Mel, wherever you are in the world, they showcase their own delicacy. So you go to France and it's French wine and French cheese and, you know, French baguettes and pastries and whatever. And then when you come to Australia, it's, it was all European. So everyone would buy European products and no one bought Australian. And we wanted to bring the the country to the city and be able to showcase these beautiful products. So I've always been passionate about supporting other people's business, even back then. Anyway, long story short, I signed the lease to a couple of weeks after finding out I was pregnant with my first child, bricks and mortar business, never done that before, pressed on, made the decision to go ahead with the business, even though we knew it would be tricky. And fast, that beautiful dream became my nightmare. Over the next few years, I found the toggle between being in my business and growing my business incredibly difficult. Mm. There was no support for female founders back then. Facebook was, you know, relatively new, only a few years deep. Instagram, I used to take photos in Instagram, filter the product photos and post them to Facebook. No Facebook groups, no business coaches. Business Chicks was in its infancy. So I would go to their events, but I would lay awake at night, 3 a.m., looking at the ceiling, thinking, what do I do next? What do I, where do I go? How do I do this? How all the questions. And I really needed me now back then to be able to help me, to be able to support me through these challenging times. It got to the crunch point where my daughter was nearly two years old. And I said to, you know, we sort of made this decision. Do we have another child or do we keep the business? And this is why I talk a lot about building a business, not only aligned to your vision, but also your lifestyle goals. And I knew that it would be very unfair to bring a child into the world under that amount of pressure. And so I decided to sell. And so I sold my business and it was hard. It was a hard decision to do it. And it was a hard, it was the ripple effects for years. I felt it for years. Mm. I beat myself up feeling like I was a failure in these stories that we tell ourselves. And I, I thought I should have pushed on. I should have pressed on. I should have, could have, should have, would have. And I wouldn't have been able to have the life that I have today had I had I've pressed on, right? Mm. So sometimes you have to get to this point and know you have to make hard decisions. And that decision was the right decision in hindsight. So anyway, in the in the years, the five or six years between my two businesses, I worked for a sales organization, selling, working up the leadership ranks. And then I came to this conclusion as I was leading teams that they needed more than training and they needed more than delegating and they needed more than support. They needed coaching. And so I became obsessed with coaching. I did everything I could to learn about coaching. I hired a coach for myself so I could experience being coached because I'd never experienced being coached until that point. And the experiential essence of being coached allowed me to put it all together. So I was applying coaching. My teams were doing really well. We were the number one in our branch for 10 months straight. And I really do attribute it to coaching. In 2017, I wrote in my journal about this coaching business that I was going to start. I was going to do it again. I was going to go in for another small business. (laughs) And so I designed this business, but then I was offered a state-level position at the organisation I was in. And I took that and it was the right decision because I developed my skills further. 
And then I started my coaching business. But Mel, as we know, when we're stepping into new things, our old friend fear can show up and rip the carpet from underneath our feet. And that happened to me. I was so scared. I was like, who am I? And it was like all of the things I'd done the two decades prior, not quite two decades by this point, it it was not real. It was mystical in my mind. So I set up a more done for you business, realizing that I just, it wasn't right. It wasn't galvanizing my skills. So I basically wrapped up all of my done for you work uh, only about six or seven months later, started my first coaching container a few months after that, which was the January of 2020. I went all in personal brand. And then I've been building coaching containers and supporting business owners in the messy middle to grow their business in alignment, as I said, with their vision and also their lifestyle ever since. Wow. What a story. What a journey you just took us on there, Christy. My goodness me, that is amazing. I really took a couple of things out of that. And the first thing is that um, you knew that there was something more when you first started your first first business. And I think that so many of us do feel that. We feel like there is something else out there, something bigger perhaps that we um, want to try or that we can contribute to the world, but we're not quite sure what it is. And it sometimes it does actually take us a few iterations to find out what that exactly is. So that's kind of like the first thing that I took out of that. But the second thing is, and I think that this is really important, and I know that we're going to talk about um, this a lot more in this episode, is around the vision. You spoke about, you know, what is the vision for your life? Do you have a second child or do you have this create this new business? What do you do? Um, And just knowing that vision can really help you make solid decisions. So I'd love to know, Christy, what do you feel that vision actually can do for you or knowing what your vision is, what can that actually do for you in your business? Oh my gosh, it can do so much, Mel, in the sense that if you're really clear on where you want to be, let's say 10, 15 years from now, if you're really clear on what that looks like, mm-hmm. it helps you to make informed decisions today around, you know, what, what, what are you going to build? What, are you gonna, what services are you going to offer? Who are you going to work with? Uh, you know, how are you going to market yourself, your brand? All of the things contribute to that big vision in your business, but equally the vision for your lifestyle, as you said, if you know that for me, take, take that example, I knew that I wanted to have two kids. I knew that I didn't just want to stop at one. And yet I was in a position where if I'd pressed on with the business, I couldn't do it both. I couldn't do both of them. And so I had to make that decision. What was more important? And the my life goals to have that second child, I would have always regretted, always regretted pressing ahead and not having that second baby had mm. I made that decision. Mm. So being really clear on that just makes you, helps you to make informed decisions. Yeah. So if vision is so important to us and our business and how we look at growing our business or where we actually want to go, how do we work out what our vision is? Because I think that sometimes people can go vision. Oh my goodness. It's such a huge concept. I'm never going to find out what my vision is, but how can we begin to understand that and maybe unravel to see what our vision may be? Oh, that is a really good question. This is the first part of the process that I do when I'm working with my clients. And it's really understanding where have you been? What's important to you? What are the, what are the things that you see in your life? What are the, what is the impact that you want to make in this world? I mean, there's a whole series of questions that, that, that we uncover in order to get to this point, but it's really a deep space of reflection. And the style of coaching that I have is that I have no desire to create 
you know, a production line of businesses all looking and feeling the same. And so I help my clients to just go deep within and to ask themselves the questions to uncover, well, you know, here's a simple framework, right? You could go, okay, 10 years from now. So for me, 10 years from now, I'll be nearly 44, uh, sorry, 54. Where, what sort of work do I want to be doing when I'm 54 years old? What sort of impact do I want to have had created over the previous 10 years? There's so many things to be able to reflect on in the past and also to, I guess, forward vision casting into the future as well. And I think that you've really touched on something interesting here, and that is having the time and the space to actually do this visioning. I think that sometimes we get so caught up in the busyness of our lives and the busyness of doing business as well that we don't make that space to actually really do that deep thinking and think about what it is we want to be doing in 10 years' time, in five years' time, or or whatever it is. But the other thing that I really love that you just said, Christy, is around not having a cookie cutter approach. And I know that you and I think very similarly in this space in that it's you you are the differentiator in your business. You are the uniqueness in your business. So whether you bring that to your content or your business strategy, whatever it is, it's all about you and we're not all the same. And like you said, you know, one strategy does not fit all at all. So if we are such a unique part of our business and the vision is so important and we do need that time and space to think, how else can we really uh, think about bringing ourselves to our business? So true, so true coaching philosophy, Mel, is that you are the expert of your life and you are the expert of your business. And so it's really important for you to lean into even that statement that I am the expert of my business and that I don't need to use the advice or the tips or the, you know, proclaimed winning business model to build a business that I want. You actually just need to ask yourself the right questions and tap back into what's important to you. Oh, I love that. I love that statement that I am the expert of my business. Oh my goodness. I'm going to write that on my my board, I think, and just really um, embody that belief because it is so true. We are all individuals and we know best uh, for our own lives and our own businesses as well. Love that. So let's just change tack for a second, um, Christy, and talk about business strategy and what a successful business looks like. I believe that we all have different versions of success and what a successful business look looks like, but you just speak to that for a second. I agree. Everybody has a different version of success. And I think that unfortunately in 2022, with so much information coming at us thick and fast on all platforms of social media, there is this rhetoric of what a, a business, a successful business looks like. And if you don't fit the bill of dot, 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 all of these points, then it leaves you feeling like you're falling short. And that's actually not the case. A successful business looks like what you think is successful. So if you want to work five hours a week and generate XYZ income and do this type of work for your client, and you're doing those things, then you've got a successful business for you. So you set the benchmark. I think that's ultimately what a successful business looks like is something that's meeting your personal goals and objectives. Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. We all have our own versions of success and um, we really do remember that. We need to remember that because when we start comparing ourselves to, you know, other people's journeys, whatever we see on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, it can really start to bring us down and we're not focusing on ourselves and our business. So, 
if we think about, you know, really focusing on the vision that we have, what success looks like for us, what are the things that we can do to make our businesses as successful as we want them to be? So I'm probably talking a little bit more about growth here and what we think or how we think we should be growing because we're always comparing ourselves to everyone. You know, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. But how should we be looking at business growth? Yeah, well, business growth is subjective to your own business. So if you've got your vision, which is, let's call it your 10-year 10, 10 goal, your, your long-range goal, your the, the best thing that you can do in your business right now is to break that down even further. So the work that I do with my clients is we first of all set the annual goal. So once the vision's been done and that vision, mission and values piece is locked and loaded into, you know, the, the way that they're going to move their business forward, we then take a step back and create or step forward and create a medium range goal, which is an annual goal. So where do you want to be 12 months from now? And this is a great time at the time of this podcast being released, we're only a month into the new financial year. You could even set it as a six month goal and then reset it in January for an annual goal if you choose, but set something that's longer range beyond a month or a quarter or, you know, just something that's going to take a little bit of time to do. Once you're clear on that, so that's a stepping stone. If you think about it, that's like 10 of those should essentially see you get to where you want to be in that big vision of your but one year and then from there we break that down into quarters so I work with my clients in a quarterly planning process and we look at well okay so in that quarter we need to know that we need to achieve xyz by the end of the year and that xyz then feeds into the big big picture vision so then how do we break that down into something that's achievable in 12 weeks and I think the problem is is that we think we can achieve more than we can when we're running a busy business right (laughs) you're laughing because you know this is true so you're serving clients and you're building your business and you're marketing your business and you're doing all the things and then you've got to do all of this other stuff to move your business forward into the vision so we have to make it achievable so for next next set of goals those four goals should really feed into that annual goal being able to have the time to work on your business, creating that time is so important. But when you're really, this is why it's so valuable to know the vision because then you can set that annual goal. And then when you can set that annual goal, you can break that down into a quarterly goal. And then you, that's how you start to see progress mm. is that when you're really intentional about not only where you're going, but then the focused actions that you need to take in order to get there. And that's where that planning piece comes in. Yes. I think that sometimes we create these great big lofty goals, or maybe we don't, but, you know, we have this idea in our head or a wish that we want to actually achieve something, but until we write it down and then break it down, we're actually not going to make any progress, are we? So I think that that is a really great point that um, all the listeners can take away from this today is when you do set those goals, make sure that you're breaking down the actions into really bite-sized chunks. You know, I actually did my 90-day planning this morning before I recorded this podcast. And it is all about breaking down the goal into to, to lots of little different actions. And then I put it into like my Asana. So I use Asana to track everything that I do and all of my tasks. So by putting it in there means that I'm actually going to do it as well. So do you have any other tips on what people can actually do in order to make sure they're doing the things that they should be doing? Yeah, I love that extra step that you talk in terms of putting it into your project management system. So that's a really great tip. I think the key is, is that for me with my clients, I create what's called a plan on a page. So everything is on one page 
right? There's no big strategy documents that sit in a drawer that disappear into the ether. It's like one page that gets put up on the wall that keeps you focused and really leaning into the reason for why you've set these goals for yourself. I think it's so easy to just go, well, I'm just doing this and, oh, no, I've got to make time to do X, Y, Z to get to this thing. And it just doesn't have any meaning. So I talk a lot about the intrinsic behind the goal as well as the extrinsic. So the extrinsic is what you get. It's what the result is. But the intrinsic is the deep meaning, the deep purpose behind it. So let's say you've got a goal to, you know, go on to like 10 podcasts by the end of the year, right? Let's say that's one of your goals. Okay, by the end of the year, if you've ticked those boxes and that 10, those 10 podcasts, then if you're just focusing on just that as the outcome and not not the meaning behind it, the ability to be able to share your message, the ability to be able to impact this one person that might be listening to their this podcast today on their walk and get to hear something that inspires them to take incredible action that drives their business forward or whatever that might look like in your business, right? That That is so much more powerful than ticking a box of a goal. So the intrinsic is something that I would definitely suggest that anybody who's setting goals to really attach themselves to. And that's what's going to give you greater purpose to to digging in deep and taking messy and sometimes really hard action to be able to achieve those big things. Yeah, my goodness, I love that because I think that we're more likely to do the things and achieve the goals if it is attached to a deeper meaning. Uh, I, I really resonate with your example of the, the podcast because I remember probably 12 months ago, that was my goal to get on, you know, 10 podcasts in, in a quarter. And I did the things. So what were the things that I needed to do? I needed to make sure that I interacted with people who um, had podcasts. I needed to make sure that I had a speaker's profile put together. I needed to make sure that I had um, the ideas on what I would share and I needed to know how to pitch. And, you know, it was ticking those things and doing those things. Yes. But the deeper meaning or the deeper purpose for that was to be able to share my message with more people and, um, you know, get a, a wider audience. So I think that I'm more driven and I know that other people probably feel the same as well. You are more driven to do something when it's connected to something bigger. I a hundred percent agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, so if we're thinking about having that deeper purpose or deeper vision in order for us to be able to actually achieve the things that we want to achieve, I'd just like to step back for a moment and talk about how we structure our business around those sorts of things. So do you have any thoughts around that? Yes, I have lots of thoughts about that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mel. Uh, Look, I think the thing is, is that I believe that the business model is, is a great conduit to having a life that you love, right? So if you're, if you've structured your business in a way that supports your life goals. And so this is, you know, the way that you deliver your services, the time that you're working, the processes that you put into your business to be able to, you know, um, help your clients to get their transformational impact. All of those things are absolutely critical, A, to the big vision of the business, but also to your personal goals. So the business model or the structure of your business is imperative for you to have a business that you love not only today but also 10 years from now and I think that people really underestimate this and this is where I get so frustrated with this this you know quote unquote best possible business model that you can create out there on online people are saying you have to do this this and this and 
just because it worked for that one person doesn't actually mean that it's something that the person who goes out there and, you know, replicates that business model is actually really going to work for them. So it's so important for you to be able to go, okay, well, this is where I want my business to be, but this is how I'm going to get there. And this is what my business is going to look like to be able to achieve that. So the business model is critical in in order to not only achieve the vision, but also for you to have a life that you love. Hmm. Would you perhaps have an example of that, Christy? So for example, you know, the different types of business models out there are memberships, one-on-one coaching, group coaching. Um, How do you actually choose which one fits the bill in terms of your vision? Well, let's say that you want to be, let's say you want to be a global business, right? Let's say you want to serve people internationally. Well, then you're not going to be doing high touch done for you work that requires you to be all over that. It's just not congruent. It's not congruent with the goal, right? So let's say if you do want that type of business model, then you need to structure it that it's highly scalable. So you mentioned memberships and I know that you've got a membership, Mel. So a membership is something that's highly scalable. It's something that you can impact people globally, but you wouldn't be able to sit there and, you know, build out all of these things individually for each of your clients if that was, you know, your ultimate goal is to to have global impact. Mm. Now, you might be a single done-for-you person who, or someone who's going out there and doing the done-for-you work for a client and you love that that is like absolutely something that you that that it fills your belly with fire and you know that by going in and you know let's say building websites it gives your clients you know um, the ability to be able to showcase their work and build their business and that's something that's so you're so passionate about but then maybe you're thinking to yourself well there's only so much that I can do so I want to be able to impact more people so I'm going to build an agency and I'm going to bring people in to do elements of this and I'm going to systemize and streamline elements that I have technology solutions being able to automate that so that I'm sitting in my zone of genius and I'm developing and building out a team of people who can do work alongside me to help my clients get the business transformation or the transformational outcome that they're looking for. So the telltale signs will be in the vision of what sort of business you want to create. Not everybody wants to create global impact. Lots of people just want to be able to write or build things or create things for people. And so looking at that you know, looking at that vision and being able to translate that into your business model and create something that is going to ultimately work for you. Oh, I love that so much. And you are correct in that, you know, my business model has certainly developed over time. Um, I started six years ago as a virtual virtual assistant and I got to a point where I was so busy with my one-on-one work that I did need a team and I started creating that team and I got to a point where it was really, well, I either need to go down the agency route, I need to change this business model and really focus on Uh, building a business that revolves around that and team members doing the work and me managing them. And yes, whilst that was uh, definitely in line with the things that I love, I love to serve and I love to coach people. I love to teach people. So having a, a team of people would have been amazing. But at the end of the day, I decided to stop that and step back from that and, um, just really focus on doing one-on-one work in a totally different niche. So it's really interesting how the vision, so my vision is around uh, teaching our women in business and helping them become more confident with their content creation, but their business as well, and to really step into who they're destined to be. So for me going into that 
you know, going from an agency into one-on-one work was really um, fulfilling that vision. But the next step to that, and this is why I think it's so important when you talk about business models and them being aligned with who you are and what you want to do. My membership has truly been the best thing that I have ever done. I love working every single day because I get to work with these amazing women. I get to teach them. I get to create. I get to create this amazing content for them, these training sessions. I get to show up for them. But at the same time, it doesn't take up all of my time. So it fits into my vision of a family life as well. So I love, I really love how you really approach it from a business model perspective, not just, you know, the strategy, how to do things, but the whole business model as well. A hundred percent. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that, you know, I consume your content on online and I can see how much you love that. I can see just by consuming your content, how much you enjoy that space and it works for you. And that's amazing, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for the next person. Right. And this is what, what is so amazing is that we get to design this and coming almost full circle in this interview is that you are the expert of your life and you are the expert of your business. And us as coaches, our job is to help you to get to the point where you know what that looks like for you, but not to tell you what that looks like. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's so exciting. And I had chills watching you. I mean, I'm so fortunate that I get to sit here and watch you as you're speaking (laughs) and just, it was like full body. You were like embracing every single second as you were talking. And that is so powerful. And that's, what's going to mean that it's that, that is going to keep you in business in 10 years time because you're truly passionate and you're embodying everything within your business because you Mel have designed it yeah 100% and it's really interesting that I I'm actually part of a coaching program as well and most of the women in that coaching program do not have memberships as um, part of their business model Um, but and in particular one lady has just finished her membership model because it just wasn't right for her and it didn't feel right for her and yet when I talk about mine, I get so excited and I get so lit up. So it just really does demonstrate that there is not a one size fits all for everybody at all. Absolutely. Awesome. This has to be such an amazing conversation, Chrissy. Um, I thank you so much for being here and sharing those words of wisdom. And I really hope it's given, you know, all my listeners the inspiration to really embrace who they are and really embrace the fact that success looks different for all of us and that we can um, choose our own business model to suit our own vision um, as well so thank you for sharing all of that with us I'm all about women owning and using their superpowers as well Christy so what would you say is your superpower okay I would say that my superpower is the ability to take complex challenges and make them really simple. And I think this is a perfect example. It's about making things as simple as possible in our life and in our business. We don't need to overcomplicate ourselves or our business. We're already living in a really complicated world. So my superpower is simplicity. (laughs) I love that. And that's such a simple answer as well. I love that so much. And I, I know that you have definitely broken down such a complex topic around business growth and business strategy into something simple today, as simple as understanding your vision and making sure that you are working towards that. Um, Do you have any final parting words of wisdom for my listeners, Christy? 
I think I just want to reiterate and and just capture what we spoke about today is that you are the expert of your life and the expert of your business. And don't be afraid to go after things that you want, even if everybody else in your industry or online are saying that that's not the right thing to do. Just trust yourself and trust your instincts. Beautiful. Trust trust yourself 100%. Um, And where can people find out more about you and your work, Christy? I know so, that you've, sorry, I was going to say, I know, because I'm a little bit excited. I know that you've got a program co- coming up. So if you would like to uh, let our listeners know about that, that would be, would be great. Yes. So I've got a, uh, a group, a small group coaching program called the Run Your Business Like a Boss Academy. And that is encapsulating everything that we've covered today. So throughout the program, you'll understand where your business is. We'll be resetting your vision, mission and values. We'll be uh, helping you to redefine your offers so that they align to your vision, mission and values. You'll be designing your service suite and also your client experience and all the things that are under pin and will power up that business model. So it's a really amazing program. And what I really love about this is that it's not me telling you what to do. What I do is show you where to look for the answers. So you are still 100% in control. And so the business owners that are in cohort number one at the moment, everybody's uncovering different things because it is just about, it's so exciting. (laughs) And I think this is the thing, like a lot of small, a lot of coaching, group coaching can be very much training, whereas this is still very much coaching, which is what I think is, again, probably one of my superpowers. So Um, A beautiful program. We're launching second round at the end of July. And this will be the final round for 2022. And we'll wrap up just before December, which will give you a really great leg into 2023. So you can find out the details for that uh, on my website, christyrobinson.com.au. Fabulous. And we'll also put the link to that in the show notes, as well as all the places where we can find you. I know that you love to hang out on Instagram as well. So we'll definitely put those in the show notes. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here, Christy. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect, my membership inspiring women with service-based businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Hop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.